Hello, everybody. Welcome to We View Yasha. We're here to talk about episode 65, Farewell Days of My Youth. Lindsay, should there be a comma in there somewhere? I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Maybe farewell, comma, days of my youth? No, because he's saying farewell to the days of his youth. I thought there'd be like an Oxford comma in there after farewell. Farewell days. Because I read it as the days are called the farewell days of my youth. Oh, no, I think he's just saying farewell to the days of his youth. When you know he can go around biting pretty women all the time. Okay, well, let's only talk about this for 15 more minutes, because... <laughs> Wait, the comma? Yeah. Or the episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're only going to talk about the whole episode for 20 minutes, so... <laughs> the comma's going to take up three-fourths of that. <laughs> now, how many exclamation points would you put at the end of something, ever? Oh, I love exclamation points. I'm the like more the better. from Seinfeld. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. <laughs> Top of the muffin to you. That's what it is. Well, she got in her in her fight with that writer because he wrote like so and so had her baby, and she goes, "Why wouldn't you put an exclamation point?" Oh. It's like maybe I'm not as frivolous with my exclamation points as you. So then when she edited his work, she put exclamation points. Oh, that's everywhere. hilarious! Now I remember the the top of the muffin to you thing, mm-hmm. uh, where she was arguing. Top of the muffin to you. She was arguing against the exclamation point in that episode, I believe. Yes. Because she was like, it's not really, you're yelling it at somebody. Yeah. You're saying it nicely. Well, yeah, she did a 180 there. Mm-hmm. Farewell, days of my youth. What is the title referring to? We don't know until the final five minutes when the episode disappoints us all. <laughs> but we get a new opening, at least. We do. An incredibly 1990s opening where Evanescence does the song. <laughs> we get stills of characters flying by. That ends with an arrow shot from Kagome where we open on a scene in the village of Shippo playing with his toys and getting punched on the head by Inuyasha. Well, Inuyasha gets stuck in a top. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and then sit by Kagome. So don't hit children, that's mean. I don't know if Moroku in the next shot is groping Sango or if he just says something. He's got a handprint on his cheek. Oh, I thought he was just blushing. All right. No, he has a little slap print. All right. That makes sense. And appropriate for this episode for what happens <laughs> midway through. Uh, oh, and Kaede's in the field. Just it's like nobody's helping her. Yeah. Inuyasha I could do that. I think at one point she kind of sighs. <laughs> For Christ's sake. They just come here for free stew. <laughs> yep, and to to heal after they get their asses kicked. Jock and Rin and Shomaru still hanging out, having fun. Mm-hmm. Rin's so cute, all standing behind Shomaru, and then Jockin wants in on the action, trips and falls. Typical Jockin. Yeah. You'll never you'll never live that down. There's a Naraku tableau. Mm-hmm. He's looking pretty cool. Minus a Kohaku. Yeah, no Kohaku. In the whole song. Interesting. I wonder if they're done with that character. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say definitively, he'll never come back. Yeah, they don't need that last jewel shard. <laughs> and as they <laughs> as they go away, Inuyasha does the Windscar at them and destroys a Death Star. I couldn't tell what that was. It explodes. 
Hmm. You look like you might know what it is. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> How'd the Ted Saiga look? <gasps> Another... No, wait. It can't be a new technique because we've already learned the ultimate technique. Right, right? Interesting. I'm going to remember this. Yet another, how did the Tetsaiga look? I'll put a jingle here. It, oh, A, it made me really like Kikyo. Uh, that's, I haven't used that clip in a while. Kikyo. No Kikyo? Yeah, we got a, when they were scrolling all the characters, oh, that's she's right. like the last one. With their cute little soul carriers wrapped around her. Oh, yeah. And they all uh, look off a cliff. Again. <laughs> Ready for adventure. And then Aoun <laughs> refuses to move. Yeah. <laughs> this episode just kind of starts abruptly. Yes. Not really continuing from the previous episode. They're yeah. just in the middle of an adventure. And actually, like, the first whole minute, I think, I was like, did I put the wrong disc in? I thought that too. I thought I accidentally skipped an episode, but it doesn't connect very well with Kikyo and the previous one watching them go away and feeling sorry for herself. And this one's just like, we're fighting a centipede now. Oh, I'm sorry. You have something to say about my assessment of Kikyo feeling bad? <laughs> she, she does feel bad. She's like, how dare I call that woman obsessed? I'm one to talk. And then Charlie Brown's away. She was not Charlie Browning. <laughs> <laughs> I think now I'm just trying to get a reaction out of you. I think so. No, you know what I meant. <laughs> I like Kikio. You heard the clip earlier. So, <clears throat> this dark field, the gang's fighting a centipede monster. With, like, acid spit. Yeah. And then Moroku just kills it in one hit. So there's. Oh, did you see how high he jumped? <laughs> This is something I want to talk about later when there's a line in the dub and the subtitled version of a certain possession going on. He says that she can't use that body to keep up with a, a Kilala or a small child and has to switch bodies. Do you remember that? That I is do. Now, that seems like a continuity error, but I have something I'm going to reveal later. So uh, just hold that in your mind. But yes, I did see how high Moroku jumped. He has almost superhuman strength in his legs that are on Koga's <laughs> level. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I should just reveal it now. Um, I watched this episode three times. Dubbed, subtitled, and then those discs that you gave me that are like fan-subbed. Mm-hmm. Now. Oh, wow. For one thing I noticed when I watched the full episode, it looks like the original Japanese broadcast that he's using because there's sponsorship. Uh, mentions in it the part where Rin and Jaken and Aun are there there's mm-hmm. a sponsorship that comes up like Inuyasha is sponsored by these companies today oh. it's like Sony Playstation all these different oh, uh, wow. things and there's also a new subtitle that's like don't sit too close to the TV when yes, you watch this yes okay. I've, I remember seeing those before Okay. I think I've seen them on another anime too and it seems weird yeah, so I think he's using those, and I don't know how close these subtitles are to the original language, but they are distinctly different from what's uh, what we normally watch in the episode. And what was I leading towards? So Moroku kills the the centipede, and everyone's like, on the head. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Whoa, okay, I guess it's over." 
Sango in our version says something like, um, I hate it when centipedes uh, or when demons or they pretend that they're more powerful than they actually are, right? And this version I watched, she says, he's pretty cool, even though I hate to admit it. Oh. Yeah. Very different. And there are several little differences like this. Um, so villagers come up, and they've been watching the fight, and they're very happy. Uh, part and they're all very similar. Yeah. <laughs> part of the, the town leader, I just assumed he was like the headmaster or whatever, his pitch to Moroku in this fan subtitled version is that not only are there pretty girls back at the village that he could come, but they've been complaining about being taken over by something at night. So he's like giving him a task to do as well. Now see, because there's a twist in this episode at the very end, I think they got rid of that because it would have been too confusing. Like, is there a spirit here? Yeah, because then he later is with the kid. He's like, ah, this is what I was waiting for. Yes. I'm like, what would you sense? Exactly. They try to cover it, I think, with him saying like these old mansions sometimes have ghosts or something but yeah it's set up and then just completely disregarded when we find out what's been going on but anyway the gang decides to go because Moroku's a huge pervert and wants to seduce some ladies uh, they all have great dinner and meanwhile Sango's just seething this is where she needs to speak up and that was say, funny when he's like looking at everyone and everyone's pretty well fed <laughs> and he's like nothing they're like, oh, the prettiest girls are going to be disappointed. He's like, okay. Be rude to refuse. Yeah, Buddha would curse him if he refused. <laughs> so then we have some zaniness here where an old woman decides to just take Moroku's Jump in hand. line. <laughs> yeah, she jumped the line completely. And everybody laughs. Kagome is like, oh, I love family. They had him back then, the communal dinner. And Inuyasha doesn't understand that. This that made me laugh. <laughs> now this is a great gag. The episode is good at this point. Yeah. Really, like I guess it's that twist at the end that made me kind of hate this episode. Like, well, we we're all headed towards this. That's a letdown. But it's uh, Inuyasha imagining what it would be like to have dinner with his brother. <laughs> I don't think it was an actual flash, uh, flashback. No, no. I think he was just like going family dinner. So what would that be like for me? <laughs> No, thank you. Oh, that was so great. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Miyoga shows up and is like, ah, where have I been? Nowhere you need to know about. <laughs> yeah, being kind of a perv himself. But we find out that that's exactly what he's been doing. <laughs> yeah. From a flashback. Uh, so everyone goes to sleep. Moroku's trying to sleep. Thinks he senses a ghost. Oh, and uh, Miyoga. Don't we see Miyoga squeeze through a, a door? I thought he was going to do some more shit like he did in The Secret of the Force. Yeah, he show. seemed like he was up to something. And normally he always has something to say. Like, I know all about this. I know. And then he's just like, Mm-mm. So a small child comes in thinking it's the restroom. Have you ever done this as a child? Or you peed in the wrong spot? Like at midnight? I think so. My brother has. He's gone in the trash can and the bathtub. 
I hear that's a kind of a common thing. I've slept walked before. I've never remembered it. I'm just told about it. And I was told that when people were there to witness it, they just watch to make sure like I don't go to the fridge and try it, but otherwise it's never happened. This this kid doesn't say anything creepy. He just has to go pee and poor Moroku has to take him outside and hold him in a weird position. Yeah. And the kid was pretty much ready to go right on Moroku. <laughs> but thank God, because that would have been super awkward when Sango comes in ready for action. Yeah. We need to go back to your futon. <laughs> Hold on. Don't come in. Long story. I'll tell you later. Uh, so he takes care of that. Yet another visitor. It's uh, Sango, who he thinks is like, ah, she's finally given in. Come on in. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like, score. Doesn't question it. Just pats the bed next to him. <laughs> you know, the close-up was so tight on her face. Um, I thought it was Kikyo. And I was like, what is she doing here? This can't be good. <laughs> Don't sleep with uh, Inuyasha's woman. That's not right. <laughs> I thought she very obviously looked in a trance. Yeah, it takes these characters a little too long to realize what's happening. And so, oh, I'm trying to recall if there's any other... Odd differences. I think later they imply that Mioga and the other flea are not real fleas. They're humans trapped in flea form. Because Kagome says something like, you two should get married and then you can return to your real forms. See, I just figured they were both flea demons, so they were different from exactly. a regular flea. So it does seem like something that requires me to research it some more, but anyway <laughs> so Sango attacks him with her giant boomerang and <laughs> they fight outside and cause a ruckus that only three people wake up to yeah and they were all ready to go back to bed they were they were like okay Sango's just angry they're like oh keep it down <laughs> sick of this will they won't they shit uh, but then he yells out like no she's possessed we deal with possession all the time you guys should really think of that first and not second so Inuyasha grabs her arms and then uh was it Moroku gropes her <laughs> and wakes her up <laughs> well, I think she kind of like yeah but she's still asleep when he grabs her and then she slaps him <laughs> and out pops Mioga from Moroku's robes yeah I wonder what's going on here Something They're trying like, to kill Miyoga. What are you doing in there? Yeah. And he doesn't really answer. Well, I still didn't catch on because Miyoga's been kind of cowardly and useless before, so I was just like, all right, well, whatever. He does. I Inuyasha tries to get more information out of him at first, and he's like, nope, not saying a thing. But they all think that it's the centipede. I think there's another difference here because. I think they discuss again that the headmaster said that this sort of thing happens here and that then they disregard that and say maybe it's the centipede and we should just make sure it's dead. It's like that kind of weird, says, remember that? Mislead. But they all head back, they dig up the corpse and uh, it's dead. But Moroku's going to put some charms on it just in case. It's being a real uh, plumber about it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Miyoga's reading palms. Oh, yes. 
Kagome and Songos. He says uh, Kagome needs to drop her current boyfriend because she won't be happy, which is pretty on the nose. And Sango is... She's not lucky in love. Also very unlucky, and the guy that she likes is way too much of a pervert to really give her any happiness. (laughs) And then she's like, you're right on the money. But meanwhile, Moroku's come up to him, and he looks a little dead-eyed. Moroku, what's up? And he says like something. It's like you, yeah, you brat or something, and tries to attack Sango. Yeah, Sango didn't say anything while she was possessed. Mm-mm. But and now he's talking. Miroku was a little more talkative, still pretty vague, but definitely targeting Sango. Yep. That they her. think it's just revenge. Now here's a difference I actually liked on the ones we watched. They are, again, slow on the uptake that Moroku is possessed. They're like, ah, I knew you were this way. Inuyasha says he was right all along. The way it's in the fan sub, it's... They know, but Inuyasha wants to kill him anyway. Because he's like, <laughs> you'll, never be, you'll never be fixed at this rate. And then Kagome says, then you know, to stop him, she's like, no, Inuyasha, you're going to kill him if you uh, use all of your powers to get it, get the, the demon out. And then he says something like, I know I'm going to punch him until it comes out. And It's like he just wants to attack Moroku. <laughs> <laughs> but Sango knows what's going on and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, I guess the official version is the one that we're watching. So, yeah, they're slow on the uptake. I knew, I knew you were a horrible person, Moroku. Doesn't matter, we just went on an adventure, Temptress in the Mist style. <laughs> oh, what the hell happens next? Uh, um, Yoga, I think, jumps onto Shippo. Oh, yeah. Who's trying to say, stop, stop. Mm-hmm. It says, run away, Shippo. And Shippo says, you don't need to tell me twice. <laughs> and hops on Kilala, and they... And um, Moroku switches focus to... Shippo, yeah, stops attacking uh, uh, Sango. <laughs> Trips and falls, running after him. <laughs> yeah, and says something like, in this body, I can't see this, which is wrong. Moroku's back after that, and mm-hmm. gropes Kagome's butt for good measure. <laughs> I forgot to mention when it happened, but we're up to butt pat five, just so you know. <laughs> Talking to and this is Moroku and Sango. And Sango, yeah. butt pats. I think we're only up to three with Kagome. That seems about right. Because there was the first time and there's this time, but I thought there was another time. Yeah, well, write us in. Don't write us in. Forget it. <laughs> and then another giant centipede. Oh, yeah, the second centipede shows up. The wife of the other centipede. <laughs> so they just ruined a couple of demons who were probably living their lives probably crushing all the fields and spraying their acid spit everywhere oh they're bad people for sure bad <laughs> bad demons they kill it really easily with a wind scar yes and uh yeah, cuts it in half yeah. like long ways yeah up the middle <laughs> awful and moroku goes to seal it and then you hear bounce 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 inuyasha's possessed now <laughs> i love that laugh where he goes <laughs> yeah 
the power. And then he looks really sharply <laughs> at Kilala and Shippo and runs after him. And hops after him. Yeah. So he catches them. He catches Shippo and then says, my body is yours, which really should be a gif that I send to everybody <laughs> of him exposing his shoulder. <laughs> and Shippo's like, no. <laughs> what about my dreams, he says. I don't know what to make of this scene. So then... Um, this guy figures, like, no, I want to get married. <laughs> and uh, Kagome saves the day with the sit word. Which, this is where I feel like the fan subtitles failed because they don't translate that. Oh, they, they just, just have the word. They have... Oh, no, they don't even have that. They just oh. have Kagome saying whatever else she says. Like, hey, wait, wait, wait. Oh. They don't do the sit command. Or like, you know what that is. I guess so. So that wakes him up, and uh, he has Mioga in his fingertips. So they finally get answers of Shoga, a female flea voiced by a man in the dubbed version, Brian Dobson. <laughs> I looked it up because it sounded like a guy. I think in the subtitle version, it is a woman, like an old crone. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't remember it sound. I mean, it sounded like an older woman, but it didn't sound like a man. Uh, uh, I wonder a, if it's if if he's related to Paul Dobson, who voices Maroku. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not Maroku. Um, Naraku. I knew I recognized that last name, and I think that's right. I looked him up. He does another voice. Musa. Does that sound familiar? Maybe I'll look it up before we stop recording, but it's only one other voice, and I couldn't find what episode it takes place in. It probably is, like, some nepotism going on, like, <laughs> come on in. But we get our bouncy hick music here. It's my favorite. And uh, the plot of this episode was some sort of anti-marriage thing going on. Where a flea has been pursuing Mioga. According to her, they're betrothed. Yeah, it's an arranged marriage. But he wants to be a wild boy, I guess. He's hopping on various ladies' butts. The way she describes it was like he's checking them out and not saying a word or something. But how is this flea possessing? We've been calling it possessing, but by the end of the episode, I assumed it was like a ratatouille kind of thing. I'm sorry, ratatouille. I've been made fun of for calling it rat tattooy. Brother, she just grabs the, the hair. Oh. And well, no, because then they're saying what she's thinking. I don't understand it. And they look like they're so. Maybe it's like some flea demon power that she has that Mioga doesn't. Because it's like she's taking over their body, like completely. Because like they don't have would. any um, recollection of what happened. Maybe it's like those ants, like the bacteria or whatever the, that gets into ants' heads and controls them. And yeah, the that I keep calling it a bacteria. It's probably like a tiny bug that burrows into an ant's head, and they infiltrate into ant colonies and try to get to infect more. It's pretty scary stuff. So that's the big twist, where the episode suddenly becomes terrible, and I don't like it. Because it was kind of creepy at first that they were, like, we don't know what's happening to us. And they keep hitting dead ends. Like, maybe it's this. It's not that. Maybe it's this. 
Not that either. Why do we keep attacking each other? I thought this was going to be the ghost episode that maybe you mentioned to me a while ago. Or maybe Sango and Moroku get possessed by ghosts. I could... Oh, I remember they were possessed. And then when I saw Miyoga pop out of Moroku's thing, I went, oh, that's right. <laughs> it's this dumb thing. Uh, that's right. But then they decided to punish Miyoga by having a marriage ceremony. Because he withheld information. Yeah. He knew exactly what was behind all this. No, he, he deserves just... this for sure. <laughs> but he acts like marriage is going to stop him from cheating on her. I know. He's like, no. That'll the be the of end of my it. Youth. Oh, that's the title of the episode. It's a lamentation from Yoga. So, cut to the ceremony where the episode uses um, applause that I think is free with editing software. <laughs> it's like, and they're writing on Kilala. <laughs> Turns out Miyoga switched places with a normal flea. Yes, that is a normal flea. Uh-huh. That was very clearly a flea, not a flea demon. And she finds out, gets upset, and cuts to Miyoga outside riding a cat and, and trying to make distance into the sunset. And our gang just goes, ha! Oh, boys will be boys. The end. Uh, filler. I'm very happy this wasn't the premiere. <laughs> yeah. It had some funny moments. It did. And I'm trying to compare it with my other least favorite episode, The Sisters Apprentices. Mm. And how this had enjoyable moments and that one didn't. But that one didn't betray us in the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it, it had some moments. It was definitely stronger at the beginning of the episode than the end. But really it didn't do anything didn't advance the plot it didn't tell us anything new about our characters that we really didn't already know gave us like what two three extra butt pats those are always those (laughs) always kick up the episodes a notch (laughs) he's never gotten as bold as he had that one time in that tetris and then this episode like he really got in there and then (laughs) it was just the outside I feel like most of them are just kind of the hip area. It's almost like a athletic encouragement, but <laughs> lingers on it like a pervert would. <laughs> Maybe more of a stroke than a pat. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I liked what you call them, which are just butt pats, but may have to. <laughs> I don't know if I like using the word stroke, but yeah, probably is most appropriate. <laughs> so that's the episode. I hear tell the next one has a koga in it. Oh, indeed. And a kagura. Oh, that means the showmaru might not be for... Sushi. Oh my god. When are those two kids ever going to get together? Only in our heads, probably. Well, maybe he'll smooch her at one point. Now, if anything, she's going to take the lead on it. I can't imagine him kissing anyone. Not so the show's finest. At the moment, 
contender for bottom three. Yeah, I think so. Pains me to say any episode on the show is bad, but this is one of them. Yeah, they're not all winners. I guess you can't. Even Penny Dreadful has an episode where nothing happens <laughs> and Hecate conjures a bunch of snakes. Might have more than one episode where nothing happens. <laughs> Remember that episode where they all just stand around a house and talk about their feelings? I think that was in season two. Yeah, it was. And then at the very end of the episode, the witches attack. And that wakes all of us up. But, oh, oh, that's right. I'm watching a show about witches. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, thanks for listening, listeners. I'm sorry if we made fun of your favorite episode of the show. And if it is your favorite, uh, go see somebody about it. You know <laughs> show what? Show us your Shoga cosplay. <laughs> Uh, bye, listeners. Uh, Lindsay, tell us a joke. What's the warmest part of the room? Oh, uh, the corner. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs>